Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. A new state legislative committee focused on fentanyl and opioid addiction is holding its first meeting today in Sacramento. KQED's Sarah Hosseini has more. Alameda County Public Defender Brendan Woods is among the witnesses set to address the committee. He's calling for improved access to addiction prevention, treatment, and recovery support systems, not increased penalties. We've gone down this road before when it comes to the war on drugs, and it's made no communities, no individuals, no one safer. All it has done is incarcerated black and brown people and robbed communities of their most precious resource, human beings. The committee, led by San Francisco Assemblymember Matt Haney, seeks to address the growing overdose crisis. For the California Report, I'm Sarah Hosseini. State regulators have given Los Angeles County two months to move hundreds of young people out of two juvenile halls which have been declared unsuitable. The Board of State and Community Corrections voted unanimously yesterday to close the Barry J. Nydorf and Central Juvenile Halls. Allison Ganter is deputy director of the board. Both facilities continue to deal with callouts over time inability to provide increased staffing for high-risk youth and are unable to get youth regularly to programs, recreation, outside for exercise, and to school either on time or at all. Regulators pointed to numerous problems with the facilities, including severe understaffing. And recent inspections found both were out of compliance with state standards. Earlier this month, an 18-year-old died in his room from an apparent overdose at the Nydorf Juvenile Hall. County officials unsuccessfully asked the board to delay the decision, arguing that plans are already underway to overhaul its juvenile detention system. But board members said the plan was too little, too late. The juveniles will be moved to a previously closed facility, while some youth who have been accused of more serious and violent crimes will remain at Nydorf in its secure youth track facility. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!
Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. The city of Los Angeles decided this year to turn one of its methane gas plants into a hydrogen plant. It's part of the city's ambitious goal to run on 100% renewable energy by 2035. And while it might sound great, it's actually a controversial move. KCRW's Kaylee Wells reports. The Scattergood power plant is a testament to L.A.'s adaptation. The oldest units in the middle of the plant were built in the 50s and take 12 hours to fully turn on. The units behind it were built in 2015. They're cleaner, and they turn on in 10 minutes. Decades ago, it used to run all the time. But these days, with so much energy coming from solar and wind, the plant's usually not turned on at all. Jason Rondu is the director of power system planning at LADWP. Over the course of the year, we use it about 20 or 30 percent of the time, more often than not during the summer. In the future, we estimate that we'll probably use it between 1 and 5 percent of the time, meaning it's rarely used, but when it's used, it's needed. Scattergood is mainly used for backup. In an emergency like a major heat wave, a wildfire, or an earthquake, we need something that can turn on with the flip of a switch. Right now, natural gas does that. But now the plant is adapting again to get the city completely off fossil fuels. Based on what we know today, the way to provide that renewable, uh, that renewable emergency backup power is with green hydrogen. The plan is pretty simple. Instead of heating up methane gas to create electricity, as it has done for the past 70 years, the plant will heat up hydrogen. Louis Ting is LEDWP's director of power system engineering. Combustion, it's just like any combustion as far as hydrogen goes. But we got to remember that hydrogen doesn't have any carbon in it. So that's the beauty of it. The other beauty of it, this is green hydrogen, meaning the hydrogen is created by clean sources like wind and solar energy. But carbon-free doesn't mean it's completely safe for people living nearby. Alex Jasset is part of a group called Physicians for Social Responsibility, which is all about protecting the public from environmental harm. What we're concerned about is the combustion of hydrogen, because that's where sort of the NOx emissions come from. It's where a lot of the explosion and risks come from. It's where the pipelines come from. Even if burning hydrogen gas doesn't warm the planet like methane does, it creates nitrogen oxides, or NOx better known as one of the notorious ingredients in smog. Rondu says LEDWP plants make up about 1% of NOx emissions here. By 2035, they estimate it'll be one-tenth of 1%. That's very different from the airport across the street where um, you know the, the, the jets coming in and out have uncontrolled NOx. Another big concern? Leaky pipes. Tiny molecules can fit through smaller leaks, and hydrogen explosions can make bigger booms. Ting with LADWP agrees that it's a risk, but we've been using hydrogen for decades. We've gotten good at minimizing that risk. I don't think Toyota will be producing hydrogen vehicles if that is an issue. Those Toyotas Ting's talking about use a hydrogen fuel cell instead of combusting hydrogen. It doesn't emit smog. It only emits water. Here's Jasset again. 
and we asked, you know, would it be possible for some of the plants, for example, to be fuel cells rather than combustion? LADWP's counterargument to that one is pretty simple. They don't have that kind of space. And getting funding for a combustion plant is just easier right now. As long as there's the uh, opportunities, like the federal funding for hydrogen, that's where the technology is going to be. And now it's going to be pushed forward because of this current funding. And that's why in February, the L.A. City Council unanimously approved spending $800 million to turn this hole in the ground into a hydrogen-burning unit here at Scattergood. The city's hoping to complete phase one of the project by 2029. Once the hydrogen is online, the plant will keep burning gas, but the end goal is eventually to burn hydrogen entirely and use 100% renewable energy by 2035. For the California Report, I'm Kaylee Wells in Los Angeles. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, May 24th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. Paint Care. Now, with more than 850 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health, on the web at 11thHourRacing.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.